This message is brought to you by the friends and partners of Joshua Morgri. Welcome to Voice of the King with Pastor Josh. The wisdom of God's word will always bring help, healing, and direction. Pastor Josh is a teacher of the word who also ministers with miracles and leadership anointing. He is the head pastor of the King's Temple Paris Chapel International, Tamale, Ghana. Join us for today's message. Praise God. Lift up your Bible. Let's take our confession. This is my Bible. It is the word of God. It has power to change my life and to give me an inheritance amongst the saints. I am not a hearer only, but a doer of the word. Amen. The first ceremony ever performed in the Bible is a marriage. You understand me? The first ceremony performed in the Garden of Eden was marriage. Praise God. So the Bible begins with a marriage ceremony. And the Bible ends with a marriage ceremony. Because in the book of Revelations, it says that, and Jesus... And then it ends with a ceremony of marriage. Praise God. Marriage is something that most people aspire to. But marriage is one of the most devastating things you can ever get involved in. Are you with me? When marriage is good, everything seems good. The air seems cleaner. Food tastes better. Smiling is nice. When your marriage is going wrong, it affects your job. It affects your lifestyle. It affects your health. It affects your peace of mind and everything. Are you with me? Turn to your neighbor and say, marriage is important. But today, I want to speak on the subject that is the 10 mistakes singles make that cost them in marriage. So I will speak for probably 45 minutes and then we'll take about 30 minutes of questions. Praise God. Hallelujah. So if as I'm speaking, a question comes to mind or you don't understand something, just write it down. And then we will share after that. Let's go to our first scripture. Genesis chapter 2 verse 18. Genesis chapter 2 verses 18. Today work with me real quick. Give it to me in NLT please. Then the Lord God said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. The first thing that God identified and said was wrong was loneliness. Marriage is not man's idea. Marriage was God's idea. In fact, Adam was minding his business. And when his eyes opened, there was a naked woman in front of him. And then that's when he started speaking gibberish. He said, this is flesh of my flesh and bone of my bone. And started saying a lot of things. But when there was a problem, he went back to God and said, that woman that you gave me, he reminded God, I was minding my own business and you brought the woman. A guy man who said, Jamie is not me. Praise God. But then when Jesus came on earth, he talked about marriage again. And let's look at it in Matthew chapter 19, verse 11 to 12. I like the way message version puts it. So give it to me in the message version. 
Matthew chapter 19, 11 to 12. Now, let's look at the screen together. I want you to understand a few things before we launch. It says here, but Jesus said, not everyone is mature enough to live a married life. It requires a certain aptitude and grace. Marriage isn't for everybody. Look at your neighbor and say, marriage is not for everybody. No, tell your neighbor, marriage is not for everybody. And for those of you who they've been forcing to get married, the next time your auntie comes and says, Aden, I won't worry. Open this verse. And she, you say, Auntie, the Bible says, marriage is not for everybody. You understand? Give me the next verse. Some from birth seemingly never give marriage a thought. There are some people who just don't like marriage. It's not that they are gay. It's not. The whole idea of marriage has never intrigued them. The, they are a small percentage, but they exist. Praise God. It says, others never get asked. That means there are others that no one ever proposes to. They propose to the lady behind you. They propose to the lady in front of you. And you've been watching. So, the Bible talks about that situation. It says, others never get asked or accepted. There are some of you who have been, you are serial proposers. But in all your attempts, none of your attempts have succeeded. The Bible talks about you too. Okay? And some decide not to get married for kingdom reasons. Some people decide that they want to preach the gospel. They want to do God's work. And because of that, they do not get married. This is the reason why Catholic priests do not get married. You understand me? And reverend sisters do not get married. And some missionaries decide not to get married. Not that they don't have a lift and a raise. I know some of you have seen that video. Where sisters are walking, the priest looks at her. And he says, he says, Father what? Father Titus. <laughs> if you don't have the video, when we close service, see me. I will WhatsApp the video to you. They go and confess. Uh-huh. So it is not that such people are not attracted to the opposite sex, but they are controlling themselves because they have a higher calling. You understand me? So, it says, and some decide not to get married for kingdom reasons. But if you are capable of growing into the largeness of marriage, do it. Marriage is not based on age. The Bible never says that by the age of 25, thou shalt be married. Are, are you with me? And now, because of science, women can have children well into their 50s. Maybe more complications, but manageable. So the issue of the... And even when they say your biological clock is running out, you can freeze your eggs. Now, where medicine is taking us, is taking us to new places. So the first thing I want you to understand tonight is that marriage is not a force. No one enters heaven with marriage. Someone said, oh, it's true. 
Jesus said, they asked Jesus, who will you marry in heaven? Jesus said, in heaven there's no marriage. In fact, if there was marriage in heaven, some people will go to hell just to dodge their wives or their husbands. They'll say, Charlie, the heaven, you understand me? And there is no expiry date for getting married. Note that. When you are able and capable of growing into the largeness of marriage, I keep saying, I have met 40-year-old boys and 20-year-old men. Maturity is not always a factor of age or gray hair. Haven't you ever met a gray-haired fool before? Oh, let's be frank. You meet someone with gray hair and the nonsense that comes from his mouth, you know perfectly well that if not because you are old, I would have said you are. You understand me? So ladies, especially my ladies, please stop looking at the clock and saying my time is passing. Now, I was saying in church on Friday, life expectancy, one in three people are going to live to the age of 100. So that means that even if you are going to live well into your 80s and 90s, if you marry at 45, you still have over 40 years with that person. Are, are we together? Turn to your neighbor and say, there's no rush. However, however, if you desire to get married early, do it. Praise God. Hallelujah. But I'm going to talk about some mistakes that singles make. I'll talk about five. Next month, um, Jamesy will come and speak. Then the month after, I will finish with the la I'll do the part two of this, and then we will end. Number one, the first mistake. The first mistake that you make in your single life that will cost you in marriage is assuming that there is something wrong with being single. Assuming that there is something wrong with being single. Listen to me. Let me say this very clearly. You alone are okay. You are listening to a message by Pastor Josh Morgri from Perez Chapel, Tamale. You can reach us on 0543-035340. The number again is 0543-035340. You can also contact us through social media. Search for Joshua Salifu Morgri on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Let's get back to this message. Do you, do you understand me? You, you, you know, they say when you are getting married, you are marrying your better half. And sometimes people realize they married their bad half. But it is not half and half coming together to become one. It is two whole people who are coming together to have one life together. Do, do you get what I'm trying to say? There is nothing wrong with being single. If you, Bishop has written a book, Single and Not Ashamed. If you are single, it is not a shame. Stop feeling like being single is a shame. Because we have promoted that being single is a shame, we have forced people into painful marriages. And there are people in marriages that they should come out of, but they are afraid of being single. One is a whole number. I once preached a sermon like that. One is a whole number. You know that. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. As I said, 
A bad marriage is worse than being single. Write that down. A bad marriage is worse than being single. I tell you the truth. I know several people who cannot go home at the end of the day because they don't want to go and meet their husband or their wife at home. I, are you with me? So, don't assume or conclude that being married is always nice. If you get into the wrong marriage, it's a problem. So, it is better to wait for 35 years, 40 years, and get into the right marriage than to rush. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Now, you must also realize something. Life is lived in seasons. Are we together? Hello? Everybody's life is in seasons. In the world, we have natural seasons. We have the seasons, raining season. We have the dry season. We have the hamatan. At the moment, I don't know which season we are in. It's like the dry season is fighting with the raining season. The weather cannot make up its mind. You understand me? But the same way in life, God is going to take you through several seasons. One of the problems people have is that when they are in one season of their life, they are yearning and rushing for the next season of their lives. So they don't get the best out of the season that they are in. There are certain things you can only do when you are single. There are certain places you can only go when you are single. There is certain expenditure you can make only when you are single. The moment you get married, your money becomes our money. Your time becomes our time. Everything becomes our, not mine. That is why when you get married, your wife will call you. Have you closed from work? Yes. What time did you close? Five o'clock. She says, 5.15. Why are you not yet home? And you must answer. That is why a husband will say, who is that you are chatting with on your phone? Your phone that you bought with your own money. Because you are married, he can ask you. So, you see, while you are single, enjoy single life. Try, oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Travel. Travel to places. Make friends. Visit people. Learn to do new things. Learn new skills. Learn a new language. By all means, do as much as you can do. So that when you get married, you are not looking at your single life and wishing you were single. I keep saying all the time, when I was single, I enjoyed my single life. For me, Joshua Wontimasali Fumogri, a.k.a. Pastor Josh. Praise God. My single life, I enjoyed it. Oh, no regrets. Traveled, saw places, did good things. The underlining word is good. Praise God. You understand me. Tried new things. Had a lot of friends. Interacted with several people. Before, so when I settled down, I had exhausted all the single energies left in my life. That I was ready to settle down in marriage. But you are single. And all you are thinking, when will I get a husband? 
When is God going to send the right? Every day, Kabababa, Lord, my husband. Kabababa, Lord, my husband. What? Hey! Praise God. Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, if you are single, enjoy it. Then say, but if you are married, be inside like that. Praise God. Uh, hallelujah. So, when, when a single person sees singlehood as a curse, instead of an opportunity, it becomes a problem. Look, I had one friend who, a young lady, we were all about the same age, and when all our mates have met, you know, normally when you are the same age, the ladies get married before the guys. For some reason, they, you know, they will meet you and say, you are not our mates. We, we are looking for older people. I don't know why ladies always say that. And then when they finally marry the older people and they meet you later on, they say, if we had just waited a little bit. Waited for what? Praise God. But most of her mates, most of her mates were getting married and having babies and she was still single. But I realized that she was unperturbed. Today you call her, she'll say, I'm in Kakum. I said, what? I, oh, I, it was the weekend. So I just took Metro Mars, dropped, and I am spending the weekend. After all, it's her salary. You, you understand me? It's, it's her salary. The next time you are talking to her, she says, oh, I've gone to do this short course. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Then, then there was one day I was talking to her. She said, I am going to learn how to make Japanese food. Look, in fact, when she was getting married, it looked like she was sorry. She, she enjoyed single life. When she had the opportunity to go and do her master's, she roamed every country that was in Europe. Today, she sends you a picture from Greece. The next time, from living hell, while her mate, other, other members of her age group, when her husband comes, she was living her life. Then the husband has now come. Now she has the children, but she has exhausted that do you get what I'm trying to say? So live. Live. Do things. Travel. Save and travel. There are so many countries in this world that you can go to without a visa. You can go to Jamaica. You can go to South Homi. Now Malta. Uh, South Africa. So all you need to do and to go to South Homi, you just need about 3,000 Ghana cities. Or 3, so save. Go and sit on the beach. Take pictures. It, ah! Hello? Because the minute, the minute you are married, who born dog? You are going to South Homi and leave who with the children? Praise God. Oh, oh, hallelujah. Are we together? Oh, are we together? Praise God. Number two, the second mistake that single people make that costs them in marriage is this one. They never take time to know themselves. They never take time to know themselves. Hello? Do you know that some of you cannot sit with you? Think about it. Is quite deep. Some of you, you can't stand yourselves. So the moment you are sitting down quietly, the first thing is you pick up your phone. 
You cannot even remember the last time you took 30 minutes off to sit down and think about your life. Look at your neighbor and say, it's like the pastor is talking about you. Relationship and marriages are a lovely thing. Sadly, most marriages and relationships have serious problems. Pastor Joshua Mogri brings you the Marriage Clinic. On the first Sunday of every month, join us for this wonderful non-denominational marriage and relationship counseling sessions. The time is 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. This meeting is totally free and open to all churches and people of all faiths. You're welcome to join us. Yes, it's like it's like you. He's talking about. You understand me? They never take. We never take time to know who we are. Why am I the way I am? Why do I like the things I like? In fact, so even for a guy, sometimes you need to ask yourself, why do I like tall women? No, there, there's an answer behind. Why do I find myself attracted to these kinds of people? Why do these kind of things annoy me? Are, are you following? If you don't know yourself well, you are not in a position to choose somebody that can live well with you. If you don't know what you can tolerate and what you will not tolerate, where you are willing to go and where you are not willing to go, where you want your life to be and where you don't want your life to be, how do you choose somebody to go on the journey with you? I keep saying all the time, it is a mistake to go to um, any station. Let's say you go to the station behind Vodafone and you just go to the station, you look around, the first 207 you see, you sit in it. You look at the 207, you say, you kick the tires. You say, the tires are good. You check the registration. Oh, it's a relatively new car. Then you, is there front seats? Then they say, yes, there's front seat. Then you go and sit down. And the driver comes to sit in the car and he takes off. Halfway through the journey, you now turn and say, driver, where is this car going to? It seems ridiculous, right? But when you go and marry somebody and you are not even certain where your life is going, your life's ambitions, what you want to do with your life, how can you then match yourself with somebody who has a similar view of life and who can go with you on the journey? Oh, it's a good place to clap. Whenever someone comes, especially the young people, they come and tell me, they say, Pastor Joshua, I found somebody. I say, good. The first question I normally ask them is, how does he align with your purpose? Say, I, purpose, do I even know what my purpose is? <laughs> so if you do not know what your purpose is, why in heaven's sake are you getting married? Because the Bible says that you are marrying a helpmate, one to help you do something, but you don't know what you are doing. I don't know how Then you hear some careless men saying, you see where I've reached in life. I need someone to be cooking, washing, and to bear my children for me. You can go ahead and listen. 
getting married in 2010 doesn't mean you have a child in 2010. You can get married in 2010 and finally have a child in 2017. I've seen it happen before. I know people who got married and others got married later and had children. Be, be. So it's, life is not a race. But understand, before you go on a journey for looking for a wife or a husband, go on a journey for looking for yourself. You understand me? Ask yourself, God, why did you make me be born to this mother and this father? I know this is the career I've chosen, but where are you taking my life? And begin to work on that. All of a sudden, when you know that, choosing and rejecting becomes very easy. Very, very easy. The guy comes and meets you and says, hey, young lady, how are you? And you know now, some men are looking for ladies with secure jobs. So they want a lady who is employed by the government. If she's a nurse, she's a teacher, she, they know that, oh, every month register will send some money down. So, that's, so there are some men. That's the criteria they are looking for. I know one guy who said, oh, me, I only marry a teacher. Why? When it's 2 o'clock, she should close and come home. She, she, no long terms. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. But when you know who you are, where you are going, it becomes easy to know who can go with you. So ladies, when the guy comes and asks you, he says, when a guy comes to propose to you, the first question you should be asking is not, uh, when are you ready to marry me? You know that's another silly question ladies ask. Me, I'm ready for marriage. Or I'm not looking for someone who will come and play. When are you ready to marry? No, you should be asking questions like, where do you see yourself in five years? You should ask questions. Why do you really want to marry? Listen, the most confusing question you can ask a guy when he says, I want to marry you, is why? He's not expecting that. He can't say, eh, you see, I, I think you and I can be good together, so I want to marry. Why? Then he said, because I love you. Why do you love me? Then at that point, you may either see his stupidity or maturity. If he starts with the way you talk, the way you laugh, the way you walk, then, then you know that. But when he can talk about the fact that he's a If you listen to this message and you want to give your life to Jesus, it's really simple. Say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I admit I am a sinner. Forgive me for my sins. I confess you as Lord. Come live in my heart. Make my life new. Amen. That's it. If you said this prayer, you belong to Jesus and you will make heaven. Read your Bible each day and pray. Find a Bible believing. If you were blessed with this message, you should come visit us. Perez Chapel International King's Temple can be found at the end of the Russia Bangladesh Road, opposite the Total Fuel Station, 200 meters from Tamale Teaching Hospital. To order the full length message, support this broadcast or book a counseling session. Contact us on 0543 035340. The number again is 0543 You can also contact us through social media. Search for Joshua Salifumogri on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Church that is close to you to attend.